Episode 375. That's a lie. I know you've been counting. Welcome to Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast where you ask your life questions vaguely speckled with details about your job as an RN, and we weigh in on relationship advice about your boyfriend who lives in another state, but he's really nice, but tried to have a threesome with your mom, but your religion is a conflict, and we don't know what to do. We give you advice weeks after you need it, but you get to hear your name on a podcast, and that's what it's about. Community, bringing people together, all under the loving pressure of a baby arm. And here she is. Emily Higgins, everyone. Hi. Okay, cool. <laughs> you are like just an energy vacuum. <laughs> I was set you up so hard. And well, you're like, what, eh. what would you have liked my response to that? It's to me. Be? Oh. <laughs> it's me. I want you to be as <laughs> that excited. That would have been disingenuous. Whoa. I want you to be as excited now as you are when, when you see a bug, a large bug on the patio, or I show you a picture of someone else's cat. That kind of enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm not excited about bugs on the patio. A big furry caterpillar you would be. You'd be oh, like, oh, cuddle up. I would. Yeah. Do you see that Instagram video I had of a praying mantis? It was so big and it was outside. Praying mantises, you know, it's. I think it's illegal to kill them. Well, In Georgia, at least. Well, lock me up. I didn't kill it. I it's wouldn't like killing think that you would. A, it's like killing a small animal. Yeah. That's how I felt about life going. that scorpion that was in my room. Yeah. It like, it's almost like a lobster, where which was, I would kill. Where was the scorpion? In my bedroom. In this state? They're all over. I've never seen in 15 years, which is weird to admit, of living here, I think. I've never seen a scorpion. They are common in Southern California. Okay. Well, not common around me. Also, I showed it online and all my friends, people were like, careful, they travel in pairs. I'm like, it's not Traveling a couple during day. the fall. <laughs> I've lived in this state for over 30 years. I've never seen never. one in the wild. No. Never. Didn't realize how old you were. Also, you could have been we're born We're the same here. age. We've talked <laughs> okay. about this many times. Many times. <laughs> also, people are like, get a black light. I'm like, do I look like I'm in a fraternity? Like, do I look? Why would I have a black light? I'm just got a highlighter water and jizz. Black light. Who owns that? My Who's friend Spencer's? bought a black light to see where her cat was peeing in her I like home. like how over my punchline you were like, my friend. Now you're done. No. You have to wait. <laughs> Nothing good is ever revealed with a black light. No, right. Nothing. Why do you want to know? Leave I that don't. to the CSI team. Go about your business. That's I don't want to see a bunch of blood and jizz from when some weird cult member lived at my house. The guy who owned my house before me was a 100% psychopath yeah. who, like, took like did all these weird things day of moving out just to make it difficult, even though, like, I bought the house from him. Do you he, think he had to remove that? staircase railing because he like had someone chained to it and he couldn't find a keys. Yes. Here's what the guy did before he moved out. He like the guy that flipped my house before I bought it bought all this like really nice looking stuff but bought it from companies going out of business and it was all shitty so everything broke like the second I turned the key and you can't find that company and I had to get all new surveillance cameras. His were from like a weird Korean company that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. He even took the glass plate out of the microwave so that when you use it, it sparks. Just weird shit because he was chemically imbalanced. So if you're listening to this, you dumb motherfucker, I know what your name is and I'm not going to do anything, but you're a piece of shit. That makes him trying to take the washer and dryer so much less weird. So much less weird like on his way out. I mean, like out. that by itself is not that weird compared He's, to taking the glass out of a... Like when a little kid gets upset and just starts grabbing stuff, that's what he was. And I was like, I don't... We had this amicable purchase. Like I... We went into escrow. It's not like I stole the house. He just had that loose like battery... Behind the drywall that was plugged in. Oh, like yeah. 
We had something taken out, and this contractor was like, uh, this electrical wiring is 100% illegal and definitely could start a fire. This guy had, like, eight wine fridges installed. We don't use them. I'm not an asshole. And they're all crooked. <laughs> and they're sprinkled throughout the home. It's not like it's they're awful. in one central location. It's like whatever room you're in, there's a wine fridge You never want to have to walk more than 20 feet to get a fresh bottle of wine. <laughs> this guy took all the closets out. Oh, of yeah. the what does that mean? He took them out, so it's just a big room, and mentally, you don't think to look for a closet because you're like, of course, there's a closet. Not he a took single them out. closet. He anywhere took them in the house. out. Maybe he was going to put full size fridges in there for deli fridges. meats and things like that. Oh, it's just been a nightmare. And I get it. Oh, you're a celebrity. You have a house. Caveat mTOR, folks. You go, you're buying something. You need to tug on every wall and punch through every piece of glass to make sure it's not sugar. I live in a house of deception. With a scorpion gatekeeper. What are you doing? What I are got you a doing? Pen on myself. Oh my, who cares? In the event you ever do get a blacklight, go see what happened to the neighbor if there's like a trail of blood. Ugh, unfortunately, the she's street. still there. Oh. Let's get Case to other closed. people's problems, which are real and not cosmetic. I have a cosmetic problem first from is it, Anonymous. Is it the pen on your hand? No, I got some of it off. Anonymous. My boyfriend just turned 35 and he is in great health. The only thing I worry about is his skin care. He washes his face but doesn't take any other step to protect it. How do I tell him that it would be Mm. advantageous to start a skin routine without him thinking that I think something is wrong with his skin? Um, If you're a gay man writing this, that's different than a girl. I think it is. If you were, yeah. Because gay guys, I mean, I'm not trying to like, female comic decides gay men take care of themselves and are naturally hotter than straight men. Uh, let's pretend you're a woman for a second. My husband doesn't do anything for his skin either. Men are allowed to look older and weathered and it's totally okay. Uh, a lot of, you know, if you don't have acne, like some guys just, they're not focused on fine lines and wrinkles. Everybody should wear sunscreen, but like, it's just not a part of what they think about. Maybe you could say to him sweetly, like, hey, I love how soft your skin is when you use this, but they're never going to spend as much money on their skin as we do on ours. Um... That being said, like, if he has a skin, you're saying his skin is fine. I think you have to look at why you want him. It seems age-related. My boyfriend just turned 35. It would be advantageous to start a skin routine. So at this point, for old age. But you have to be, the thing is, like, he can have a bunch of crow's feet. Like, look at James Goldstein, the guy that looks like a piece of beef jerky that wears couture and sits on the side of Laker games, only hangs out with models. The harsh truth is it doesn't matter what he looks like. Uh, and he doesn't care. That's the other thing. Men are not programmed to think as much, I mean, in L.A. it's different, about wrinkles and fine lines and skin discoloration like women are. So I know it's fun. This Sometimes I get my husband to do like a mask with me, but they don't get the same pleasure out of it. That being said, he should wear sunscreen so he doesn't get cancer on his fucking face. Start with the sunscreen and then push in slowly. Mm-hmm. If you're a gay dude, let him know. Snatch that face. Snatch it. Snatch it. Anonymous. My sister had a baby, and I honestly don't care much for children or the traditional family model, and now my family is very upset with me over it. And am, I, am I obligated to be excited for her because I'm a person? Um, this is from a man as well, I believe. You know, I think there's a difference between showing a modicum of normal human enthusiasm and then just kind of being a jerk. I think a lot of people love to make absolutes, you know, for themselves. Oh, I don't like babies. Have you held the baby? Have you—I understand not wanting— Sniffed its little head? Yeah, sniff it. 
touch its soft little skin. I'm not a baby person. I don't feel that compul- like, oh my God, I didn't touch your baby. But like a sweet baby with a cute little baby leg, it's fine. I think we all take comfort in being like, I'm not a baby person, but you don't have a heart if you don't at least think like, oh, that's a cute baby. So you can kindly tolerate it. You don't have to be like milking at the teat. But, you know, she also, you know, achieved a great feat. Like having a kid's a big deal. Maybe buy it like a little gift. And you might say, you know, I'm not that comfortable. Maybe I could get more comfortable. I think you could probably be a little bit softer about it. The idea that they're mad at you, though, like, I'm assuming you're a man. Is it it a man? Is, I believe it's a man, yes. Mad is not it. I think they're more like, come on, Biff, touch the baby. Right. I guess it depends how much he's yeah, not being involved. Yeah. Right. Because it's, you know what? Maybe you truly have zero interest. Eh, pretend it's like your friend's just pet. Nice. Like, you got to just look at the pictures and say, oh, that's cute. It's your nephew. And I understand if they show you too much. I hate that, too. Like, I hate looking at pictures of other people's dogs. Not online. Like, when you send it to me, it's fine. But, like, when I would show people a picture of Blanche, who's, like, a genuinely exquisite animal, or was, and they'd be like, here's my dog, Sadie. And it's just some shitty lab missing its face. I'm like, what an angel on earth. So just feign it for a little bit, but they'll, they'll get over it. They just want you to support your sister. And the baby will get a little older and you won't have to show so much interest. Yeah, age like two to five, like that's going to be a nightmare. Nobody cares. I don't know. Nobody cares. This is this is what you chime in with? Nobody cares? I mean, people aren't going to be like, why aren't you getting involved with that baby? Like everybody's, it's new right now. So everyone's like, oh, let's go look at it. Let's talk about it. I think it. people also like to collectively, you know, it's part of the family. It would suck if like you had a wedding. Think about this. And your sister showed up. She was like, don't want to be here. Don't care about what you're doing. Like at the core, you're showing that you care about your sister. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try to breastfeed this baby. Hold it once in a while. Get it a gift. Ask how it is. No one's asking you to fully engage. Ask it how it is. Ask, hello, baby. How was your day, baby? (laughs) What'd you do? Shit yourself? Probably. (laughs) Just try to be a little bit cooler. Yeah. That's all. You'll still be a dude. Don't worry. Still get rock hard when you see a chick. Touch that baby. On the face. Touch it. Don't touch it on the face. Yeah, so just, you know, but but a cute baby's okay. Maybe the baby's ugly. Oh, that's that. that, You're on your own, brother. You still just got to fake it. Okay, Taylor the Dance Goddess. Hi, Eliza. I'm a millennial and I want to take a much-needed break from social media. I'm constantly on my phone all day long. Where do I begin? Oof. Ugh. Honestly, go for a run. That way you get your endorphins going, the serotonin gets tapped, all kinds of those good tasty chemicals that get you buzzing. Uh, And it so sucks now because we've... The iPod has gone extinct, and it's like, run with your phone. I had an iPod forever, and people are just holding these phones. I'm like, so you've graduated to a bigger iPod? Like, they stopped making the Nanos. You have to go on, like, a Russian burner site to find them. Working out is great. Like, an hour without the phone, maybe join a class so you can't check your phone. Sometimes I plug my phone in another room, and I kind of just forget about it. Do something that involves your hands, like a cooking class or something. But I think working out, it's always a good idea. You always feel better. Or even Mm -hmm. just going on a walk, and then you get to come back and, like, check all your text messages, like, while you were, like, offline. But something in nature, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to see your sunset, so, like, don't take the phone. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I think a nice little workout, nice little fast walk, nice little run. I feel like I have to bring my phone outside because what if I see something? Or what if I call you? You know? I text you all the time. Usually, I only I don't miss your messages because I'm outside. I miss them because I'm in a movie theater. Go to a movie. Yeah. Can't have, be on your phone there. But I'm telling you, 
yes, you'll know, like, about the new Batman Part 57 or whatever, the new Marvel iteration, but working out, you'll feel better, you'll look better, your body be buzzing, and uh, there's no downside. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's my answer. Go okay. for a little workout. All right. KT underscore Uletta. We got to have less time between. People are going to turn off if it's just quiet. I'm like, and that's the answer. And you're like, and now energy kill. Silence. You got to just roll right in. Radio speed. You don't want to give them a second to sit with your answer? No, they can slow this down. These people are taking power dumps. They're at work. They're trying to get jacked up. We We can't have a gap in the energy, a suck gap. Hey, Eliza. Again. My, hus- <laughs> My husband has had the same group of guy friends since high school. Ugh. He's 38. <laughs> most of whom married their high school sweethearts, and subsequently those women are friends as well. Mm. I call them the wives club, and I joined I'm sure the club they love that. <laughs> much later, having been married to my husband for two years to most of their 10-ish. I get along with all the wives, but don't hang out with them regularly. One of the wives is nice to my face, but a real drama queen. I try to keep my distance, but she seems to insert herself in my life. Recently, we were unable to attend a party she hosted, and she responded to my regrets, asking when my next shift at Starbucks was so she could stop in and say hi. Reluctantly, Wait, I told her— do you work at Starbucks? Yeah. Or is she just being a bitch because you're an actress? Reluctantly, okay. I told her, and she did show up at work. Once again, she was nice to my face, but a week later, I found out through my husband that she had told all the wives I wasn't wearing my wedding, wing, wedding, wedding ring, and so there must be trouble in paradise. FYI, baristas are only allowed to wear a plain band so we don't lose a diamond in your PSL. I would love for you to lose a diamond. <laughs> I would not return latte. it. I would sell it for more PSL immediately. <laughs> my marriage is fine. My husband knows I don't wear a ring at Starbucks. I work there less than 20 hours a week, so I don't see the point in buying a plain band, but I've mentioned it might make a nice gift. Anyway, I thought about sending a sarcastic message to the wives club thanking them for their concern, but I don't feel the need to justify her with a response regarding my marital status or Starbucks policies. Oh my God. I do, however, think she should know she overstepped. What would you do or say in this situation? I mean, oh, I don't have... Something I want to, like, I don't have the types... Everybody has different types of social pressures. You know, I'm sure there are people that say not nice things about me. I'm sure, you know, a lot of times, the couple times something's gotten back to me, I've been able to nip it in the bud. And I remember one time I said something not nice to a girl and she called me on it. And like, I had to admit to her, like, yeah, I guess you don't do that. So I'm sorry. (laughs) And even though like she kind of sucked, like I forever was like so humbled by the fact that she called me out on that. Yeah. We all say shitty things and, you know... She said that, probably not even thinking it would get back to you. Like, I doubt she's that pernicious. I think she was just, like, being a bitch or whatever. Yeah. I'm of the mindset, like, if I say something bad about you, I'm okay with you finding out. I'd rather you not, but I would back it up. There's two schools of thought. One, you you go Real Housewife style, and you bring it up at the next event when you're all sitting in Mm -hmm. ball gowns by the pool. (laughs) Two, you take the high—I mean, you could also ignore it, but it clearly has bothered you. None of us are, like, so—she'd have to be so beneath you for you to be like, I don't care. Like, if my little brother made fun of me, I'd be like, I don't fucking care. Right. Not that he's beneath me, but, like, <laughs> it's, like, what's going to happen? I think there's a very classy, tactful way to handle this, and you pull her aside, and you say, I thought that was so nice that you stopped by Starbucks. Like, I love—you know, I'm kind of, like, new to this group, and you guys are all bonded or whatever. But I heard—and you know what? You can name names. You don't owe these women anything. You know, yeah. Like I heard it from Becky, Becky number two, and Michaela mm-hmm. with a Q. You can just be like, I heard you said that, and that was hurtful because 
you know, if if you want to know something about my marriage, like I'm an open book. I don't really, you know what you could, you know what? How's this? Because you don't owe her anything. I'm like wrestling with like an angel and a demon here. Part of me is like, I don't owe you an explanation. There's nothing going wrong. And if there were, it's certainly none of your business. Yeah. But you can say to her, like, I thought that was so nice you stopped by. It kind of hurt my feelings. You can always be vulnerable. It kind of hurt my feelings that that was your takeaway from our time together. Um, there is this, like, I don't really owe you an explanation about Starbucks policies or my marriage or why I do whatever. But saying that kind of thing just made me feel a little bit icky about our interaction. And don't even say that much and give her a chance, you know? And then she'll go back to her shitty friends and be like, I can't believe you gave me up. But, like, you just let her know that, like, you are built of noble character and you are not the one. Unless she's a sociopath, she's going to feel. But she's, I can totally see saying something you don't even think the person's ever. If that person came to me, I would feel such, I would be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she'll be like, oh, my God, I said it as a joke. And and you could just be like, you didn't. Or... Okay, you're like, okay. okay. I'm like, you didn't. Um, well, your friends definitely, when you told your friends that, maybe you have to work on your delivery because they didn't take it as a joke. And you can right. say to her, you'd be like, I don't comment on your marriage or talk behind your back. I mean, you probably do. Well, I mean, if you really want to make someone feel guilty, you can be like, well, what did you hope to get out of that? That's like, great. Are you trying to weaken the relationship between me and my husband? Like, And you might, it might be weird with her, but you yeah. just say to her like, you know, I'm not as close as the rest of you girls, and I was excited. I think it's weird, by the way, that she stopped by. What are your hours makes me feel like she's like, let's prove that you actually work there. There's also, though— She get a free drink. You make her a free cup of cream. I, there's I, I, I'm not surprised by it. I feel like she does want to be friends with her, but she just couldn't help but, like, when yes. you're— There are certain friends— I yes. have certain friends that you can't help but, like, gossip with them. I am that friend. And you tell them maybe a different story of how things totally. went. And not even that it's an untrue story, but you highlight different parts of the interaction. So she could have had totally good intentions yeah. in coming in and had a great time. And then she goes to her, the friends, and they're all like, ooh, what was it like? And she's you know, like, I got some dirt. As women, I think we have this gene. I know I have it, and I really try to work on it. We're like, it's more fun to talk about shitty things. Some people, I mean, I'm like, love that person, got nothing to say. But, like, sometimes the closer we are, the more you're like, yeah, and here's something shitty and fun. Because it's fun to gossip. There's really horrible gossip. Like, I might say something shitty about a close friend, but if you tell me that you met a female comic that's a slut, I'll be like, I bet you she's not. Where did you hear that from? Like, I'm the first one to, like, not be brainwashed and be a social justice warrior. But I will tell you that, like, my friend Christine, like, really pissed me off the other day, and, like, she's kind of been a bitch, but, like, she moved to a different part of town. Like, I never see her. Whatever. Um, I'm a big proponent for, like, being bigger and nipping in the bud. I will give you a great example. We have, my husband has, like, a group of friends, and I don't really know them as well as I know my own friends, and we see my friends a lot more just because his friends are dudes, and dudes are off, like, grazing, doing dude things. And we went to dinner with a couple the other night, and the husband, and we're all friends, said to me, you know our friend so-and-so, we'll call her Emily, uh, you really hurt her feelings because you ran into her the other day, and she, and she said hi to you, and you didn't remember her, and you've met her a billion times. And I was this like, This was what? a Housewives episode. This was. And I, and I was like, what? And by the way, this happens to me a lot. I'm not too cool for school. I'm not above it. It happens a lot with male comics. They come up, and they're like, we don't remember. We worked together. I'm like, no, no, no. We didn't work together. I did my job. I came in and crushed and made it easier for you. You went up on the lineup four comics later. We did not work together. And they get so... They're so... Um, in sense, like, how could you not remember? Come on, you don't remember me? 
women don't do that. Uh, so it's a thing I deal with a lot. Like, you don't remember. So I always try to be like, hey, nice to see you again. I never want people to think I don't remember you because you don't matter. I meet, I meet 200 people in a day sometimes. It's really, it's always weird. Like, oh, you don't remember me? I met you at your Charleston show. I'm like, come on. Or like, I DM'd you. It's like, you have no, and that's fine. I'm not a dick about it. Anyways, but, so he was like, you don't remember her and it hurt her feelings. And he goes, you met her once. This was th- like almost three years ago. I came to a party at her house. And so I met her for the first time. And I guess I met her again and I re-ran into her in an elevator. And I think I, I was in the middle of something very important and very legal. And I must have been on my phone and she said something about something and I, it didn't like register. I'm not that person. I'm not the Hollywood, like on my phone, can't talk. Like I'll talk to anybody. But what I took from it was that I'd actually kind of hurt her feelings. So while it made me feel bad that somebody was bringing this up as if I'm a bad person, and I called my husband. I go, give me her number. And I called the girl. And you I was like, hey. Her, not even a text? You I did call, voice to voice? I FaceTimed her. No, I no. called her. No, I okay. called her. Okay. I called her because I didn't want to leave anything up. Just yeah, on the off chance. Because clearly this had been brought up. And she, I think sometimes guys further gossip and they act like they're above it. But she, this is clearly enough of an issue that a couple of my husband's friends knew about it. So I just called her. And I was like, hey, it's Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, it kind of, we were at dinner the other night and it came out that you know, you feel that I didn't remember you or something. I just want to apologize if I made you feel bad, you know? And then, of course, she was like, oh, my God, not at all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if our male friend was exacerbating it or if I actually did hurt her feelings Mm -hmm. because I unintentionally did. And I said, I, of course, I remember who you are. And, of course, (laughs) I'll remember you the next time I see, you know? But never forget. sometimes, you know, it's important just to be, like, I didn't want her thinking I had done it deliberately because a lot of people do. A lot of people try to make people feel smaller to feel better. My point is, I was just like, not that I'm bigger than her, although I do think she's she might be a tiny person because uh, that's what I remember. I just called her and I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. If I made you feel a certain way, not my intention, not who I am, uh, no excuses. And she was like, that's like she made it like it was no big deal. And that was, you know, but I felt better because I was like, you know who you are. And you know that your marriage is secure and you know you're a good person. I'm assuming you are. Mm-hmm. So give her the chance to either apologize, say she didn't mean it, but, like, let her. You have to teach people how to treat you. And I realize my story is not similar to yours, but you have to teach them how to treat you. And you have to let her know, like, you are not the one. This isn't, like, don't comment on my marriage, but, like, don't run back and gossip to your friends about me when I'm already an outsider. Tell her the wrong hours next time. Give her the wrong <laughs> shift. Yeah. That's so much work to put in, though, that I—this it, it, this isn't, like, a high school comedy. I don't think she came there with the express purpose of no. gathering dirt. Or, yes. This isn't Carrie. Like, I genuinely think she was like, I'm going to extend an olive branch. I'm going to go— Carrie. You know, I don't think she—I think if you smooth it out, you guys could be fine. Like, this doesn't have to be doesn't a horrible have, you thing. You don't have to. You can be like, hey, I found this out and be like, I really want us to be friends. Just, you know, whatever. Give her a chance to not be shitty. Because yeah. it could have just been— as a person who talked a lot of shit, like, it could have just been, like, a flippant thing that she said, and, and that's not her intention. Or yeah. ask the other chicks. They might be like, yeah, Lauren's a psycho. She's been nuts <laughs> since 93. That's, we well, that's the other thing you do is you get their version, have them hide in the closet, call her over for tea, oh. not coffee because you get enough of that at work, and when she ignites it, be like, Michaela, Sindin, come out of the lipo, come out of the closet. That's what Mean Girls did on the then three-way. you gang back up on her. She becomes you, a.k.a. the Starbucks black sheep, and then you join forces to overtake her and all of her assets. And everybody starts going to Coffee Bean instead. Hostile takeover, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. You make her Tea Leaf. Forgotten. 
Every time I go to a coffee shop now, I'm going to look at all their fingers and be like, do they have diamonds that I could take with my drinks? Great, great takeaway from the story. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent job as always. <laughs> go on. An- anonymous. Yeah. Hey, Liza, Emily, and Scott. Oh, hey. <laughs> you guys got to stop writing an anonymous. I need the name. It's more fun. Because now you have to listen even more to know if it's Well, you. also because sometimes we post asking for questions and sometimes we don't. So I just I know they, how the show works. They submit to the anonymous box just to so that it's in my my vision. Okay. I'm 32 and single. And when people find that out, both women and men, they ask me why and I never know what to respond. I know they're being complimentary, saying it's a surprise or whatever. But it's not a quick thing to answer and I'm not going to go through my dating history. So any tips on a quick response? Listen to me. Uh, it's actually not a compliment, and here's why. I wrote about this in my book, Girl Logic, available on Audible and Amazon. There is a difference between why are you still single and how are you still single? If you're not saying it sarcastically, how are you still single is a compliment. Mm. Like, look at you. How are you, How has society not snatched you? How are you still single? Why are you still single is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Now, I understand that uh, it's just a one-word modification, but— Let's pretend that they're not saying it to be mean. It's one of those things that you just have to ignore. People mean well. Like when people ask women, you're married. Where's your baby? It's just generic question. It is. Conversation making. The best thing to do is just say something funny and then move on. And if they press you on it, then just be like, better question. Why do you want to know? And like put it on them. So I would just, why are you single? And you can just be like, uh, well, when you have a rap sheet like mine, it makes it hard to date. Or like, I don't know, people are uncomfortable with murder. Just something like that or like, why are you still single? You're like, I don't know, because the leg just grew in. (laughs) The tail won't go away. Just something as innocuous as the question and move on. They should be satisfied with that. Do you remember when Jason Alexander had a tail in Shallow How? And it it could wiggle. Definitely the thing I thought of when you said that. Really? (laughs) That's awesome. It's so upsetting. I think of it. You have all the tail-based humor. I guess that's at the forefront. (laughs) Um, So that's it. If, you know— because, I mean, nobody really wants your answer. What are you going right. to say? I was in a relationship. It didn't work out. I don't know. I'm a little picky. I'm looking for the right. They don't want to know that. Mm-hmm. Or you just say, if if you really want to cut to the chase, be like, why are you so single? Be like, do you know anyone as awesome as me? Mm. Set me up. Like, if they want to broach a, a problem without a solution, tell them that they're part of the problem. You just sidestep it. And if they really want to press it, then you can get into it. But they don't. They're just – I saw this quote once that was like people are not interested. They're just bored. Mm. Like be careful who you tell stuff to because people aren't – like they're not like they're interested. They're just – they just need entertainment. Most people will listen, but it's not to help you. Remember that, chill dry. Okay, we have an anonymous question about wedding etiquette. Oh, bring it on. I like this one. Don't. Go naked. My husband and I got married recently, and it was the best day ever, but some of our guests, including several of our friends, did not bring a gift or even a card. This includes people whose weddings we have attended and to whom we have given generously. I know that I can't say anything and need to move past it, but did this happen to you, and how did you deal with feelings of hurt? Also, for context, my parents were kind enough to finance the wedding. It was a big, lavish one, and they even paid for some guests' accommodations. Oof. We were by no means expecting guests to give tons of cash, since everyone's situation is uh, different, obviously. You should definitely give tons of cash but if you didn't have to pay for anything else. But it seems rude and thoughtless to go to a wedding without even a card. Also, I should say it was not a destination wedding. Ugh, first of all, I need your parents' number. <laughs> Second of all... You do have a year to give a gift. Mm. Um, we had 
one couple who did not give us a gift, and they definitely have enough money to do so, and it bothered me because I'm the kind of person, you tell me something good, even if I can't make it, I send a gift. I send a yeah. thank you note. Like, I do things. I check those things off because I have manners. Um, but then one month, year, one one day, months later, that we went to dinner and they paid for it, which probably cost more than, like, an average, like, $100 gift. Yeah. And I, like, let it go. Um, so you do have to give people a year. And then, honestly, if they don't give you a gift, it's one of those things where, like, they may have thought they did and they'd be so embarrassed. There are ways that you can bring it up. So, like, she, she didn't give you a gift. And next time she comes over, like, serve her on some cutlery that was giving you, be like, oh, this was a wedding gift. And, you know? Yeah. You could even be like, did, you, did I ever send you guys a note? What did you? If it really bothers you. But you do have to wait a year. It's tough because I think the part that is so frustrating is, like, the reciprocity of it, yeah. that you've been going to so many weddings. and But I go to weddings. I buy people gifts. I got to have, like, a dress. Like, it just – you sink yeah. so much money yeah. into everyone else's to then – But I think uh, it's – I don't think I, – I definitely have done this. It's not above you. It's not beneath you to – if you're texting with one of those friends. I don't know how close you are. That's the other thing. To be like, hey, this is from our – it was a wedding gift. Like, putting in the idea of a wedding gift. And if she's not a monster, she'll be like, oh, fuck, we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You could also send out a mass email, BCC everyone. Thank you guys so much for your amazing wedding gifts. We're sending – we've had a little bit of issue with, like, stamps or addresses. We're getting to your thank you notes. We promise. Or can you resend me your address? Yes. Yes, it's a BCC. I, that's the way to do it. Uh, it's uh, that's that move is close cousins with like when you were in your twenties and you'd send out like a mass like Merry Christmas text, hoping that people would write back to you or like about a party or like when you would send a text to a guy and be like, "Hey, it's downtown." He'll be like, "What?" You'd be like, "Oh, sorry, I'm going to this event." He'll be like, "What event?" Like the thing where you pretend you sent it to a bunch of people, but it's really just to the person. That's what you should do. Yeah. Got to get your addresses or something. Something happened to my thing, my document. Yeah. I don't have them. My iPhone crashed. But even bringing it up to them personally, like, oh, this was a wedding gift. They'll be like, did we get you? Yeah. But give that. you got to give it a year. Or don't. Or just drop that hint because it's innocuous. But mm-hmm. There was a time I had gotten somebody something from their registry, and then they thought that I didn't get them a gift. <gasps> but it was like I got them some stupid spoon yeah, set yeah. or something. Yeah. It's a double check. Double Ugh. check. Double check. Double check. And you could saying. totally even ask. Be like... Um, so embarrassed. Like, I thought there was this unthing. This is so weird. Did you get us these spoons? Because it wasn't on there. Yeah. And, the, and then if they suck, then they suck. Yeah. The worst part is somebody asked me, like, oh, did you get us some? And I, or, like, you didn't get us something or something. And I, I don't remember I how it came up, which would be very helpful right now. But I remember being like, no, I got you that stupid spoon set that you want, like, $70 worth of spoons. Never going to fucking use. Yeah, like, that was so impersonal. I did not care. Well, the the best part is the comeuppance where they have to write you a bullshit thank you, like, thank you for this salad tosser. We will make many a scrumptious meal, I'm sure. Like, you have to write a specific note based on the dumb, they have to reconcile with the dumb thing they asked for. Like, I love a lasagna mitt. Looking at people's registries. I remember the first, like, wedding I got invited to as, like, a semi-adult, and it was this person I'd kind of had a fall out with and mm. looking at her registry and just ju- being like, you yeah. really need a separate spoon for avocados. Nope, never gonna you use idiot. it. <laughs> all my kitchen stuff was justified because I let my husband pick it all out. Yeah, uh, but we did not get dumb things. I also, as a th- at the time, thirty five whatever year old woman, I was like, I got most of my stuff. Yeah. I don't need, you know. Um, 
but yeah, try not to be a dick when you pick out stuff. That's all. You want to look at it and be like, this is so special, not like, oh, a cupcake topper. <laughs> oh, a spaghetti well-wisher. <laughs> oh, a black bean bow. <laughs> okay. Now you go. Now you go. Right then. Go. Anonymous. Anonymous. Someone get her a Gatorade. Hi, Liza and Emily. How do you recharge and get back on track when you're drained? I've been so busy for the past couple months socially for work and pursuing new interests. All good things, and I do enjoy keeping busy. But it seems like whenever I get any free time, all I can do is sit quietly in a room alone. That's okay. As a type A person, I really hate sitting around doing nothing because I have a long list of shit that needs to get done. But sometimes it feels like it's all I can manage. I'm married, have lots of pets, and we're slowly renovating a house. How do I recenter and rebalance? And I'm not talking about bullshit bubble baths or white girl self-care <laughs> i also can never you've seen my act i also you've can never get up when the alarm goes off thanks uh you need to recharge i am total type a i guess i don't really like to put myself in a category um but there are times where there's nothing wrong with sitting alone in a room i promise you as someone who does that I, I, sometimes it'll be on my phone sometimes i'll just be staring sometimes i don't really watch tv a ton that being said i watched four hours of succession the other night my head really hurt. Take a walk. Um, I know we all make fun of bubble baths and stuff. A massage is not a bad thing. A cranial sacrum massage where they just do your head, get some blood flow. That feels really good. It, for people like us, it's like, I don't want to spend time on a fucking hobby like coloring. Um, try to pick up a book. It really is. I just read this book, Educated. It's so great. It's a great, just get out of your head for a little bit and you're learning something. I know that sounds like dumb advice, but we forget to read because we're always on social media and doing stuff. Try meditating. I'm not good at it. Try it for five minutes, you know? Um, That's it. Or working out. There's always that. I know how being exhausted feels. Pull out a blanket and just lay there for 10 minutes with some soothing music on. I have this one app where you can, like, design your own soundscape, like some rainforest, some rain, some thunderstorms, and just take five minutes. And that five will become 10 and whatever. And try to do it. You can do guided meditations like a Headspace app or something. Carve that out. Otherwise, you're going to crash and burn. If your body and brain want to just sit there and kind of, like, spin out for a little bit, do that. We are not meant to operate at 1,000 miles an hour, 24 hours a day. And take this from someone who does it at 1,000 miles an hour, 23 hours a day. So whatever your body needs, take it. Eat a fucking whole bag of cookies. Like whatever. Just give yourself that. I carved out a full day the other day. I just had some drinks and I just chilled. I put on a little bit of makeup, which I don't really do a lot, and a tank top. I was like, oh, it's not a mess. And I just went out. Do a little bar crawl with your husband. Carve it out. Give yourself the permission. Or call a friend and be like, can you give me the permission? <laughs> Jody and I used to do that when we would cancel spots. We'd get so anxious. And she'd call. She'd be like, this is okay, right? I'd be like, it's totally okay. Yeah. I'd always have, some, have to have someone be like, it's totally okay that you canceled. You Sometimes you need to hear someone else say, you work so hard. You're balancing so many things. It's normal that you should crash. Mm-hmm. I need other people to tell me that sometimes. Because in my head, I'm like, I feel like I'm moving through fucking sand. And everyone's like, you're doing so much. I'm like, and yet, so bored. All the time. Carve it out. Yeah. I have no problem telling people I'm busy and then sitting by myself in my apartment with all the lights off. Emily's actually not busy, though, ever. So I am busy. I'm, at work. So. I'm busy and I can't hang out. You hang out with everyone but me. You don't want to hang out with me. I asked you to come to Jody's housewarming. I can't. I'm yes, already going can. to a thing. Go to a birthday. It's a daytime event. I can't I'm do going. two things in a row. Emily's it's too much. Emily, you're a house cat with a driver's license. 
Do you ever think about how crazy it is that you could just get a driver's license? I could yes. take my car and I could just do whatever I wanted. The fact that there isn't more vehicular manslaughter. Just people going yep. bananas. Listen to me. I've talked about this before. When people cross the street with a fucking attitude, like, I'm going to take my time. I'm like, you are banking so hard on the fact that I'm not a psychopath. Yes. What a fucking dummy. If you walk slowly through the street, all that shows me is that you trust me because you are stupid. It shocks me that more people aren't just like, you know what? I'm going to drive through here. If I ever, out of rage, hit someone with my car, this is going to come back to me. And I did it on purpose. I go to jail being like, yeah, but at least I got that one, motherfucker. <laughs> FBI is going to call me for the files. I know. <laughs> and I'm going to turn them over. I'm sorry. Sometimes you just, right. oh, retribution. Oh, Hi, Liza. I have a tough relationship question that I'd like to ask Wait, anonymously. one more thing to the relaxed girl. Mm. Go to a chiropractor. Sometimes a tasty neck crack. You look back on it like great sex. You're like, oh, remember when it cracked and I almost I'm thought I was paralyzed? Don't talk over me. I was just thinking that 30 minutes are going to make you wait in the waiting room. <laughs> no, I go to one. She gets me right in and I get like a good neck crack and it's like it. you feel buzzy. You're like, oh, I could have lost feeling in my arm. Who was that one? Was it acupuncture that you had or was it your chiropractor? You the one that hugged me? Yes. That was acupuncture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that sounded nice. Mall. I need to do that. It was really boring. But the chiropractor. The chiropractor takes you like five minutes. You go in, <sighs> she jerks you around, and then jerks you me come off. out. No. Come right out. Quick rub and tug. And you're out of there. I get this one neck crack now that I'm sure there's some deteriorating nerve damage. It cracks, and it hurts. Uh, but then right after, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm getting in deep. I don't like that. That makes me scared. You know that part of your spine, the spine spine? It's like a tiny spine within your spine. It's your it's your own vertebrae's vertebrae because it has like a little... I'm just kidding. There's nothing there, but it feels like that. All right. Anonymous, sensitive question. Say your husband, who you love as a human being, realizes he's a transsexual, would rather be a woman... It's been a slow progression after we were married. He doesn't want to come out of the closet, even though it's mentally healthy since it's stuffy in the closet because of all the girl clothes in there. He's scared and afraid. Emily I'll... just rolled her eyes at that joke. Don't tell, <laughs> don't okay. tell them that. It's a bad joke. He's scared and afraid I'll leave him. When I discuss coming out, how happy he would be to fully do and be what he wants, perhaps living separate happy lives, he threatens to off himself. Oi. He... He oh. refuses to come out. This it was way above my pay grade. <laughs> but I still this? have an idea. Okay. Right. Uh, but will daily tell me how frustrated, miserable, and depressed he is living as a man. I love him, but unfortunately can't make myself a lesbian for him or her. Any advice is helpful because I feel fucking trapped. First of all, whoever you are, this person is so lucky to have someone as open-minded as you. Yeah. You're not angry at them. You don't feel betrayed. Like, you are saying all the right things. Your husband, soon-to-be wife, needs soon to, to see a therapist. And I think uh, in order to even get the, not, um, what is it? To get the surgery. Crossover. In order to even get, what's it called? The trans- Transition. To even transition. transition, I think you have to see a psychiatrist to make sure that this is right. But they need to be, he he or she, they are scared mm-hmm. about all of this and you are their support system. I think it needs to make, and there is a version, like your feelings matter too. And if this person does get uh, a surgery to get female parts, you don't, that's okay. You don't have to be attracted to that person. They also might just feel like a woman and want to keep their parts and that's a whole other discussion but if this man wants to transition fully into being a woman of course you're within you have your rights and your feelings while respecting his yours are just as valid 
they need to see a therapist and they need to start confronting things and they need to know that you're not going to leave them emotionally. Like you'll, you still love that person so much. And I think what you're saying is so healthy and right. You might have to cut this person out. Uh, you know, eventually you're going to, ha- you might have to get a divorce. Your priority seems so straight. They need to see a therapist uh, Maybe to come to terms with this. If you go to therapy with them, because it's yes. possible that uh, they therapy. are not telling the therapist, you know, the threats mm-hmm. that they are making towards you because that is emotionally manipulative. Yeah, that's not that's so not OK. You know, there's such a focus on there's such an issue with transsexual suicide in this country. And uh, and that's because they're being threatened by other people. This guy's doing it against his one ally. He's mm-hmm. trying to hurt you. So you need to get into therapy. Explain that you're there to support them, but that kind of threat is not okay. Right. They need to suss out some stuff. It's so hard just being, as a as a straight uh, upper middle class white woman, I can tell you. You have blonde, you have blue eyes. Yeah, I do have blue eyes. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God, thank you. It's so hard being gay or just other than straight, white, Christian, which I'm not, so it's really hard for me. It's so hard being just gay. I can't imagine what it's like as someone who's realizing they're transsexual, how uncomfortable you must be feeling in the skin that you were born in and you don't like it. I think of how uncomfortable I feel in my skin at times, and that's, I can't imagine feeling that way 24 hours a day. So even just to get to a place where you feel mildly comfortable, and that's probably the way I feel like on my least comfortable day. So I really applaud anybody out there who takes those steps in order to become the best version of themselves. Um, But realize who your allies are, and he needs to realize that you are in his corner. And you don't deserve to have somebody who's constantly making that threat. If this person killed themselves, like, that would should not be on you. Right. And you're doing everything you can. So therapy is in order or consequences or you can't be in that person's life. Yeah. But uh, I think you're – you sound like a really kind person. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anonymous. But this is above your pay grade as it is mine. So yes. get the two – a psychiatry. Yeah. Uh, hi there. I'm looking for advice or input if you are willing to provide it. What do you think? You I guess I'm, I'm ready. If I answered that last question, no sweat. I'm 29. My brother's 28. Beside whom I have grown up, he just started living on his own now that my parents have moved several states away. My brother has recently informed me that he has no emotional attachment to our family whatsoever and has no desire to reach out to any of us at all. He doesn't really feel an attachment to anyone except a toxic ex he was obsessed with. We had a good childhood and have very caring, loving parents. We were never wealthy, but he's never had to go without anything in his life. I am now having to act as the mediator between him and my parents because he has many thousands of dollars of student debt, over 100000 How many degrees? is? I guess it's one it's year of college. One. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And most of the debt is in the form of Parent PLUS loans, which, as you may know, your parents take out in their name. He was fully aware of their expectation for him to pay it back. Mm. Now he says he can't and won't pay, and he's mm. planning on disconnecting from the family altogether. That's what it's about. I feel stuck in a tough position because I'm the only one he will communicate with. Do you have any advice or insight about how to handle this situation? Should I keep trying? with him to get him to do the right thing he just sounds like he's suffocating under mounds of student debt and he's angry that they took it out you know even though it was for him and it was an agreement it sounds like he's really immature and it sounds like he is kind of being a baby and now that it's time to pay the piper he doesn't want to do it that debt is unfair i hope he actually got a degree i hope that it was totally worth it there are ways to restructure loans there are resources 
But being mad at your parents, you also don't deserve that pressure. I think you talk to your parents and you come up with a plan um, because it definitely shouldn't be on you. And it sounds like he needs to grow up. A lot of times, too, when we have resources and family and all that stuff, it's so easy to be like, I don't want to talk to them. I hate them. I feel no connection. It's like, but if they died tomorrow, he'd be, I bet he'd be really sad unless he's a total sociopath. Um, I say you tell him exactly how you feel, but you just refuse to be the go-between. Because if he actually had no attachment, you wouldn't have to be the go-between. He would have no message for them. Right. I think he's terrified and suffocating and needs some sort of lifeline. Yeah, I mean, I'm paying $303.43 a month for the last seven years, and I just got a message that I just paid 40% of my loan off. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so— It's it's wrong. tough. He's going to be paying it forever, and that's unfortunate, but it's—he has to. This is part of it. You have to—it's unfortunate. You can have really low payment plans. Yeah. Some people have to pay— their health insurance. Some people have chemotherapy. Some people have lost limbs. Some people have no parents. Some people have no... Everybody's got something that they're dealing with. And the question is always, how do you make changes to make your life a little bit better? It's going to cost more if he ignores it. If he gets yeah. with your parents now and you all... Not you. You don't have to do this, sister or brother, sibling. But the brother and the parents get together and work out, like, can we refinance this? Can we, like, work, go to a financial advisor, figure out the way that you can deal with this so that it doesn't just become this, like, insane thing. This is part of growing up, and this is part of, like, life lessons. No one likes to have to pay things back or pay for things. that I mean, it is highway robbery, and it is a total butt-raping, but this is the situation we're in, and it's very immature to be mad at the parents. Yeah. Unless they were, like, full interest on a two-year college, we'll take out extra loans for right. funsies. So barring out the fact that your parents are financial maniacs, I think he's just being immature, and uh, you need he needs to handle this on his own. Yeah. Sorry in that position. It sucks. Norse.god.dogs. Do tigers like pancakes? Norse.god.dogs. Do snakes dream in color? What? The tigers like pancakes. Don't ask me stupid questions. Like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is pineapple on pizza? People still ask that probably. Jen Kirkman was like, get out of here. I loved her (laughs) answer. She's like, get fucked. (laughs) Okay. Vilma George. How do you approach the subject of eco-friendly habits with your family and friends? You're my favorite comedian ever. Your podcast is hilarious and speaks to my soul. You are correct. Um, I just say it. Yeah. I I preface it by like, I don't want to be this girl, but I have become that girl. We are out of time. Uh, and not on this podcast. Like, we are out. There's no more room for, like, hey, I don't know what to say. Who cares? And when people get mad that I put, like, a couple stories about orangutans losing their homes because of palm oil, oh, I'm sorry that bothers you. Now is the time to bother people. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Sorry, I was burping. <laughs> I don't. you so mad you burped. It doesn't, like, it, I don't come to your page for this. It's happening. The world is on fire. We are losing resources. We Mm -hmm. are choking on plastic. It is happening now in real time. We cannot afford to, like, not want to bother someone. I will straight up say it to an audience member, like, don't have a straw. I said it to a comic last night. I was like, oh, my God, have a great night. Don't use that straw. And I understand it's a small thing. If you can just... I'm a product of my environment. Like, I have seen these Instagram posts your whole life. You've been taught, like, don't litter. So I don't litter. I don't do, you know, but it's really ramped up now. I hope that this infiltrates everybody's minds and people start making better choices as I'm holding a piece of plastic. Because, and look, 
It sucks. This morning, my husband was, like, researching uh, reusable brushes instead of using plastic ones. We don't use a plastic one for dishes, but using bar soap for dishes instead mm-hmm. of a plastic thing. And it's expensive. A lot of things that you have to do. And we'll probably lose a lot of money trying to put a very microscopic dent in this global warming issue. But if everybody just does something, paper cup, you're not that thirsty. You don't need to take water with you everywhere. If you get a reusable straw, don't fucking lose it. Otherwise, it's just more garbage. Don't use palm oil. Look at the way where your things are sourced. You don't have to be rich, but you can be considerate. You can try to be considerate. Don't flick your cigarette butts in the ground. Remember, everything that goes on the floor goes into the ocean, goes back into you. Less plastic. You know, invest in some things that you can use long-term, like beeswax wrap versus plastic wrap. Also, be cool to bees. There's so many ways that you can help. I don't. You have to just not care if you're being annoying. You don't have to be a jerk about it, a gentle reminder, because a lot of people just kind of don't want to hear it and are ignorant. And we won't wake up until we realize that there's nothing left to breathe. Yeah. And people are like, oh, well, you know, they've always been fine before. But guess what? No. This is how, you know what? Ice is unfreezing. You know, it's going to come out. Weird bacteria we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. This is how the sharktopus happened. Okay. Uh, this is, I thought you were going to make a salient point. I mean, look, there's, it's, it's getting worse. And worse. There reaches a point where we can't yes. turn back and we've. It's it, in the next couple years. Yeah. We are at a critical mass. Once it thaws, it's done. Done. There will be no more ice. Critical mass, meaning like animals are dying in Japan. They're murdering dolphins and they still eat whales. I get it. We're not. And you know what? You want to feel better about the United States. You're like, well, we don't do that stuff. Other people do. Well, then do what you can. I can't stop Chinese government from, like, ripping off shark fins, but I can opt for glass or paper. I can recycle. I can hold on to my garbage and find a receptacle. You can do small things. If you have the choice, get a hybrid. You can do something. Don't just buy a plastic thing just because I'm thirsty now. Don't get a straw. Let's all just do a little bit, please. There's so many animals that are going to be extinct. Your grandkids will not know what a polar bear was, just like I'll never know what a dinosaur was. So it doesn't matter if you're annoying, and if they get annoyed, just who cares? Because that feeling won't matter because we'll all be dead, suffocating under fucking Mountain Dew 12-ounce plastic bottles in, like, a day. So be loud. Affect change. Be that person. Show them images. That's it. Yeah. I don't care if I'm annoying. No. Mountain girl for life. Hi, Eliza. First of all, you're my hero. Love everything Don't edit you do. any of that out. It was perfect. <laughs> I like that you think Scott takes a lot of liberties in the edits, and he's just like, I'm going to cut this. I think it's stupid. It's just the intro song the and dolphin top of the bit, uh, No, but yeah. <laughs> all right. My dilemma is as follows. I live in a very small town in Mendocino County, California. Sandwiches. Dating pool is small and the gossip is out of control. Recently started seeing and sleeping with someone who I get along with really well. Very comfortable around him and the sex is great. Around town and in my workplace, people are constantly talking shit about this guy. Let's call him Bob. They say Bob is a master manipulator, sociopath, and pathological liar. The people that are saying these things do not know I am seeing him. They just don't like him. One of the aforementioned shit talkers is a woman he is slash was also seeing. We are taking things slow, seeing other people. She claims he has told her he's in love with her and she's the one, but he assured me that she knows they are just friends and nothing more. Do I trust this woman and the townsfolk who say I'm just going to get hurt? Or do I enjoy my time with this guy and try not to listen to the haters? Both. Both. Going with your eyes wide open. I got to be honest. 
if people, if you really know for a fact that they're saying this stuff about him Constantly. and they don't know you know him, I would listen to that. You don't get rumors about you without a kernel of truth to it. I would investigate those deeper. Simply ask me, like, what makes you think that? And they'll be like, oh, I heard it from Steve. And then Steve's like, yeah, he fucked me, never called me. So I would dig a little bit deeper when I dated a total fucking sociopath. My mom was the only one ringing that bell, being the town crier. And I was like, I don't know. And I didn't see it. And it was, like, totally there. So quietly. Also, you, I understand, like, being cool, taking it slow. I would not be cool knowing that another girl was sleeping with the dude I'm sleeping with and he's calling her a psycho. Use your brain. Is that girl a crazy person? Do you know her at all? Is she a crazy person? That's a very common thing that men do. Like, oh, she's crazy. I'll never do that to you. I would take a serious knee if I were you. Right, and the fact that it's like she is, was seeing him. Yeah, yeah, that should be. What's happening? No. Yeah, no, something's weird. You don't want to be involved in that. If I would <laughs> definitely put put a pin in that. An entire angry town doesn't like. And by the way, he could be the sweetest guy with, like, when he's with you. Like, he's clearly upset enough people. It's not just the one girl and it's, like, a bitter ex thing. If it's enough people, it's an entire, yeah, town with pitchforks. <laughs> yeah. I would investigate some of those things because sometimes it's just, oh, I heard from someone. No, it turns out he's fine. It could all come from one person. Rumors are nasty. But this seems like overwhelming evidence. He could be so sweet when he's with you, but if you're being told he's a master manipulator, that could be what's happening. You owe it to yourself, not to him, to seriously investigate this. Yeah. Because tomorrow you'll be the crazy girl. He's like, I don't know why she keeps calling me. We only had sex a couple times. Mm -hmm. He will do that to you if he did that to her. My husband, uh, I've never heard him, like, say a horrible thing about an ex. Think about the way, when you're dating someone, think about the way that they, I know I just called the guy a dating sociopath, but he really was. I wrote, wrote stuff about it. Think about the way that the person you're dating seems to always describe their exes. If you meet a girl and all of her exes were psychopaths, she's the psychopath. If you meet a guy and all the girls you dated were bitches, he's the bitch. The common thread is that person. So listen to your town. Eat some tasty, tasty Your angry meats. town that is just looking out for you. No, angry they're not even. They don't even know. Restaurant sandwich town. <laughs> Her name is Rio. Big fan. Love your specials. Love your unwavering attitude on life and garbage humans. Here's my <laughs> dilemma. Had a falling out with my brother and his wife a couple of years ago. Super long story, but it was a lot of selfishness on their side. No real consideration for other people, including my parents. So I've cut them out of my life. I've never met their son, my nephew, and I try to avoid having to spend time with them at holidays. We live out of state, so it's easier to do that. My parents are getting older, and sometimes I worry that this whole situation causes them stress or makes them upset, and they will never say it does. So my question, uh, have you ever dealt with something similar? How did you handle it? Were you the bigger person, or did you stand firm on your side? Both. I've done both. Um, I think if you really want, if you really think this is bothering your parents, it might be worth it to just, you know, and your brother and and his wife might be different people now. There's also the version where you just send the nephew a present every year Mm -hmm. and like, just kind of like, like a piece of cheese on string, like lure him in. Um, I think you could put it aside, you know, we all have things that flare up and someone was rude and this happened. Time does heal all wounds. Try to put it aside at the next holiday. Try to be cool. Maybe reach out and be like, hey, I wanted to get them something or a cake if you could help me. You know, just something that kind of brings you together and be like, I just want to – I'd like to have a relationship. 
you know, if for the, try. Just try. Well, that way, at least you know you tried and your parents can see that you tried. If they're horrible people, I mean, do you have to try the rest of the year? Can no, no, you just, just be real time. friendly in front of the parents? I'm saying and f- just try it. The next holiday gathering, yeah. you could even send them an email, a, a really sweet, like that. And by the way, if send them a sweet email that's like, look, a lot of things happened. It's been a couple years. I just want you guys to know I'm looking forward to seeing you at the next Arbor Day, whatever you guys celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, I got them a card. I'd love for you to sign it. Just something that brings you together. Maybe we could all get a drink. Just something. Mm-hmm. And if they're awful back, then fuck them. And let your parents know, like, look, I tried. It can't all be on you. And especially yeah. if you tried and they saw that, you can't fix everything. And yeah. you tried. But you love your parents. You're there for them. You're, you know, put it to the side. If you're big enough to write this question to us, I think you're big enough to say, hey, guys, I'll see you at the next holiday. I just want to let you know I'm looking forward to it. It's disarming, and most people will be cool about that. Yeah. Ask them to go for a cup of coffee while they're there. You know, just something to sort of reunite them. And if they're terrible, then they're terrible. And then you have the confirmation that they're terrible, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. It was them all along, and your parents know that you tried. That's it. Put it on them. Put the ball in their court. Mm. I've had a similar situation with a relative. And I tried, and I tried, and they were whatever they were for so many times. And finally, to the other relatives, I was like, here's X, Y, and Z where I tried. And they stopped bothering me about it. They were like, yeah, we see that you tried, and we're not going to. And that was it. Sometimes you're just also two different people, and you're not cool, especially with siblings. So there's Similarly, that. yeah. Yeah, I have people I don't talk to. Yeah. All right, you want to top and bottom of the cop? That was it. Hit it. It's the top of the cop. We're doing it right. We are. Every day. Okay. You just take a bite. Chomp of the chomp. Chomp of the chomp. My top of the cob is how filling beans are. Smokey went to the farmer's market and he brought home fresh cannellini beans, not dried from the farmer's market, um, and he simmered them. They're not dried. What's their In the middle of a story. What do you mean they're not dried? It's a fresh vegetable. It's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. What do they come out of? A pod? A pod. Oh, my God. Her head's exploding. Okay. What do you mean? They're not in a can. Fresh beans from the market. Some of them in fresh rosemary, calabrian chilies, garlic, white wine. I understand I'm married to a chef, but I ate a whole bowl of them. Of course, the whole time I'm like, "Uh -uh, I want to be tooting to the moon. My husband was like, actually, the more beans you eat, the more your body adjusts and you don't fart. And it's true. I didn't fart at all. So it happened really quickly. But it was cool because I was so full for the rest of the night. I usually get off stage and I'm like, I got to find a pink berry, which is like, okay. Uh, but I was really excited about that because it's not meat. I could feel good about eating it. It's really, they're really good for you. And we never like to eat them because it's like, uh-oh, you're farting, bean time. And it was great and very filling and cheap. One of the cheapest things you can eat. So I felt really good about that. What's your favorite bean? I don't mind. All beans are okay with me. Refried beans are best beans. Okay, but that's not even close to the same thing. That's like the most candy processed type of bean. You're like Boston baked beans, the candy. These are just fresh, and it just felt really good. So, I'm yeah, just, it sounds delicious. It was great. It was great, and I felt so good about how full I was. Those are the white ones. They were white. Other ones are white too. What other beans are white? Lima beans. No, most, a lot of beans are white. Black eyed peas. <sighs> No. Yeah, they're white with like a little black eye. Yeah. No. Okay. I know that you're not true. White peas. Navy beans when they come out of the Navy. 
When they come out of the navy. All right, what's your topic of? When they're dressed in their <laughs> when they're formal dressed clothes and they're whites and they're navy whites. My topic of is I've been playing this video game, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I like it because the bad guys are robots, so you don't feel bad killing them. Because I don't like these hunting games where mm. you got to kill an animal. I bought this game, Far Cry primal but then you had to hunt animals so i returned it because it made me uncomfortable but this game the animals are robots and they look like robots and so i can like shoot arrows and ropes at them and i don't feel weird about it. first of all the robots are the enemy second of all what do you think those robots represent russians communists they're animal robots terrorists that were built oh for... so they are animals <laughs> yes but right. they they look like like robot dinosaurs basically great uh what world is it that you're shooting arrows because it's, yeah, it's a great call. Okay, because it's a future where like the robots brought down the earth, so oh, society has re- begun. But what and is I'm wearing and... like a loincloth and Wait, an arrow. So robots have technology to recharge and like have like so battery some packs. Defense, but we... who's greasing them joints? Some yeah. defense company built these robots that could feed on biomass and recharge themselves by eating flesh. Oh, and then the robots overran the world, got and it. now I am in this future society trying to uncover how to fix society. So they have free will but no desire to so communicate. Have, That's an uphill climb <laughs> you truth. have. This I have is- a bow and arrow. I have a slingshot, et cetera, and I, fight, and I hide in the tall grass, and I fight 1906 robots. for you. Twenty-one ninety-eight for them. Yeah, I just want to say that if that actually happened, you your kind would be the first to go. My kind. You have no athletic skill, no aim. You can't see without your glasses. I've never seen you move very fast. I would do bad in any in any anything apocalyptic out, event. Because anything I out would, of my car. Be, it would be like when people in zombie things have a baby, and you're like, you can't save that baby. No. I would just be sitting there cradling Gracie and crying until we were killed together. Me too, probably. I think about that whenever I look outside. If I saw like a giant like Terminator wall of fire coming, I'd be it's like, like well, "What do you do?" I'll hold my breath. I don't understand people that are like, "I would love to live in this." Like, I'm gonna fight for, to live in this world of zombies. No, what am no. I gonna do? That's all people who only watch zombie shows and don't work out. No, they'd be they'd be dead. Uh, bottom of the cob. I don't like how long it takes to pee. <laughs> I have to pee a lot. I have a small bladder. Drink a lot of water. I get so bored halfway through my pee, and I try to force it out, but there's always more. Sometimes I'll stop peeing halfway through and wipe, but I still have to pee more. It takes too long. I got to get back to the action. It's terrible when it's at night, and you have to get out of bed, and you're like, I just want to go back. Yeah, that. you ever pee so long, and you're like, I can't believe I'm still peeing, and it's like 45 minutes later? (laughs) All right, what's your bottom of the cup? My bottom of the cob is that someone in my apartment building uh, left for two weeks and left old fish and what? they had roaches. And I just saw one in my apartment for the first time in my entirety of living in Los Angeles. And I'm distraught. And a, a roach? A roach in my kitchen. I'm very don't like them. They upset me very much. And I. You should respect them. And their tenacity. I don't like them. If I see a spider, I'll pick it up in a cup. I'll take it outside. Like, fine. I can't handle a roach. Very much upsets me. So I'm going to have to do a deep clean on everything this week. And it's not even my fault. Some idiot in my apartment is a monster. I got to tell you, you'd have roaches regardless. They're there. You just don't see them. Well, I've never seen them ever because I've been living a good life. I hadn't seen those scorpions either, but it turns out they're in the walls. You guys, (sighs) bugs are all around you. Better join them and create a hybrid race before the robots take over. That's Ask Eliza Anything, and I'm me!